listening to the Michael Papinchak Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm getting Facebook Live ready. Here we go. All right, show 101. Show 101. Now... The reason why I'm doing this show right now and I don't have Jason over here is I um, had the day off. I was running around all day getting uh, all this stuff done, and I was planning on maybe just doing the show tomorrow evening. But here is the deal. There's a lot going on this weekend for the Grand Prix and, of course, the Vintage Grand Prix, which is in Shenley Park here in Pittsburgh, uh, PA. And uh, it's a big deal, and um, all the dealerships are going to be represented going down there. There's going to be a huge Ray Hall tent. And apparently tomorrow I have to, I just got an email that I have to drive down there and do some things for uh, for Ray Hall and uh, for my uh, dealership and job. And so, honestly, I'm not sure what's going to be going on um, tomorrow uh, evening when I usually record the shows for a Friday release. So I am here on Thursday night. Just going to throw some quick out to you right here for TMPS 101. Thank you, everyone who listened to TMPS 100 a uh, you know a groundbreaking show, 100 shows recorded last week. This is TMPS 101. Kind of you know the start of maybe a new era, start of a new batch of 100 shows, and um, got a few listens on TMPS 100. You know, so I didn't I didn't name the show. You know, like 99 as she did the dip more on the on the Big Dipper as she's called. She's now called the Big Dipper. Um, and more on her like in a little bit, but um, we got some, you know, some numbers going here, getting people listening to TMPS. Now, please check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash TMPS official. That is our official um, Facebook page. And of course, you can always go to TMPSpodcast.com to check out the show. Um, now that we've done a hundred shows, I think there's going to be a lot more uh, kind of marketing and push for the show. Like so, Jason is quite um, talented when it comes to uh, social media and the like. So if you go on TMPS official for Facebook, um, Facebook.com/TMPS official, you'll see I put up a new cover photo which looks a little bit better on the mobile um, apps. And I do have the hats. You can see the hat here on Facebook Live, tmpspodcast.com hat. If you want one, I can always order you one. And the cover photo is a little bit different than our logo, logo, which is, of course, the, uh, the profile picture. But um, we're, 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 we're boosting posts, which is this whole new, this whole new concept for me of, boosting posts and I'm trying to find it here on Facebook. I'm actually on the on the on our site right now. But like TMPS 100, okay? I boosted that post. Okay. I don't even know how much I spent boosting it. But it reached 1,528 people. And I think that's pretty good. That's not bad. You know, that's that's getting a little bit of action there. And um I mean, I don't know what else was boosted. I think Jason boosted kind of like the the thing in general, like like the whole page. See, this is how I'm so I don't even know where to go to look. Okay, like like if I wanted to like look at, at what we've what we've boosted, maybe like promotions. I don't even know. Here we go. Page promotion reached. 739 people, 35 likes. I boosted a post, 1,500 people almost. Well, 1,400. 10 link clicks. So if you think about it, it's like, okay, it's like the car business. How many people do I have to talk to to sell a car? Roughly around 25. I got to engage with 25 people to sell one car, okay? Now, that can be in any way, shape, or form engagement from phone calls to whatever. 
meeting them in the showroom. It's it's whatever. So 1,400 people, I get 10 link clicks. So to get, I mean, I got to spend, I'm going to have to spend a lot of money getting people to, you know, click on stuff and go to TMPS official here on Facebook and listen to the show. But that's going to be a lot coming up for TMPS in the future here. Um, let me see. I'm just looking at all kind of stuff on Facebook. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just kind of bopping around here uh, trying to find what's going on in the world. So anyway, so thanks um, for everyone who uh, listened to TMPS 100, who um, who uh, chimed in on Facebook Live, who listened to the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, just I can't believe we've done 100 shows. Now we're here at 101. So update on the Big Dipper. So as um, anyone who's been listening to the show knows that I was at uh, Bamboo and talking to this girl. And she um, did the dip. Okay. She basically talked for a, four hours and then walked over, said she was going to the restroom, then never came back. She walked over to meet some friends, I guess. And when I looked up to like basically just see her, she dipped. She hid behind the bar. So we call her the, the Big Dipper. We call her the Big Dipper because she's kind of tall. But anyway, since then... I have run into her twice at the boo. Now, most other people would probably just not really either acknowledge her or maybe they would say, hey, what what was that all about? You know what I mean? Maybe they'd call her out on it. You know, I even had someone recommend, why don't you do the dip to her? You know, and I thought, well, okay, she seems nice. We talked for four hours, so we had a phenomenal conversation. It's not like it was just, hey, let me buy you a beer and whatever. So I I go up to her, and we meet down at the beach at Bamboo, and she's standing there alone. She's always there alone. She's never there with anybody. So I go up to her and say, hey, what's going on? I got a beer. We're chatting. And then these two younger, like, I guess drunk dudes, just join us at this at this table down at the beach of bamboo. So it's me, it's her, and these two random guys. That wasn't you, Goddessman. Goddessman, welcome to Facebook Live and TMPS 101. That wasn't you. But, uh, but anyway, so these two drunk guys show up, and the one guy just starts talking about how he pees in the pool. It was the most random conversation I have ever had, and it was extremely bizarre and uncomfortable. This guy, he, he first off, he made me put my number in his phone, which I did. I haven't heard from him. But I told him about the show and about you know what we do and everything. And he starts talking about like peeing in the pool and all this stuff, and the dipper's going on and on about how she's doing this and she's doing that, and she's uh, sickly and... Very negative. She's very negative. Everything is very negative. Her job is negative. It's all it's all just kind of like, you know, piling and piling. Oh, oh, that oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yes, you did, Goddessman. Yes. To turn it around on her and to do the uh, dip to her, which I still haven't done. Cause to coordinate the dip for me to do would be very interesting. Cause I'd have to put myself in a situation where Okay, I'm with her at, at the bar. God damn it, Facebook Live. My phone keeps falling over. I'm with her at the bar, and then I'd have to in some way suggest that I have to go to the bathroom, and then I'd have to like kind of um, you know, not go back to her and then hope she looks over and then do the dip. I mean, I don't know if I could coordinate all of that, probably, but so we're talking to these dudes. They're drunk, and they're just talking about the most ridiculous things like peeing in the pool. And I don't even know why. I, I, I'm not even sure how that even came up. Like, why would you just start talking to people about like urinating in a pool? And he's like, oh, well, I, I, I pee in the pool. I pee in the uh, shower, you know, and I'm just it's like, is this his line? Is this how, you know, he just, 
I don't know his like opening. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, like why, why would you even bring that up? But anyway, so I saw her again and then she left. She bailed. She bailed on that thing and said she was going up to the bar. And I thought, fine, she's bailing again. And then all of a sudden, she just shows up again. And she's standing alone at another table. And I'm still with the, the pool pier and some other randoms. And so I kind of break off and go over to her and say, what's up? And she goes, I don't want to hang out with those douchebags or whatever she said. Those like, those like immature dudes talking about peeing in pools and stuff. So we chatted a little bit more. Again, people are like, Mike, why would you talk to someone? And, you know, really, it's kind of... It's kind of more for the show, to be honest. And she's actually really nice. Super negative, but very nice. And then, I don't even remember. I think she just goes home, and I go home. Doesn't matter. At Bamboo again, a couple days later, bartender stops me and says, guess who's here? The Big Dipper's here. So what do I do? I go and I talk to her. Now, I'm at the boo alone. So I go up and I talk to her. And now she's headed out of town. So we're talking about how she's going out of town. We're talking about traveling, how shitty her job is. She said, I haven't eaten in 50 hours. I'm like, I don't think I've eaten in maybe 50 minutes, but it definitely hasn't been 50 hours. You know? And, of course, she orders a chicken salad. Now, for those who might not be aware, when you order a chicken salad in Pittsburgh, expect salad, of course, lettuce. Tomato, cucumber. Expect chicken, because it is a chicken salad. And whatever dressing you've ordered. But also expect on that salad french fries and cheese. Because in Pittsburgh, a salad is not complete without french fries and cheese. And I'm thinking, if you haven't eaten in 50 hours, and you're feeling sick, this is probably the last thing that you want to be eating, is cheese and french fries and a bunch of ranch dressing. But honestly, it looked delicious. Um, and that's what she ordered. And we talked and talked and this, that, and the other. And then she left. And I just hung out. And so I have seen the Dipper a couple times. Um, I, I have seen her a couple times since the whole uh, dipping situation. And um, she's been very nice. I thought... I mean, listen, I don't know why she did the dip. I don't know why she went to the bathroom and then never came back and never talked to me. I'm not sure what happened is what it is. Not a big deal. But since then, she's been very nice and we've and we've talked. Maybe one day I'll do the dip to her. I don't know. Maybe if the situation is is right, it might happen. But I'm a nice guy. You know, she seems very nice. We're very aligned politically. We're, we're very compatible. We have good conversation. I like good conversation because oftentimes I go to the boo alone. I just, after work, I just want to relax, get a drink. Don't want to go home yet. You know, I'm there for 12 hours a day sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to go home because if I go home, I'm going to go to sleep. I, I want to kind of do something for myself. You know, speaking of doing something for myself, I, 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 I painted a painting again today. Uh, my mother is out west helping my brother out, and they went um, to see Mount Rainier in Crater Lake. So my mother sent me a picture of Mount Rainier, and my plan was to paint this picture that she sent me, and it just did not come out at all how I wanted it to come out. I'm not sure what happened, but my first painting is awesome. And I think it's because I had no idea what I was doing, and I didn't expect it to be very good. Every painting since then has just been like a shit show. Like, nothing is working. But I'm, I'm, I finished it for today, and, you know, it could be done. It's supposed to be Mount Rainier. It looks nothing like Mount Rainier. It's just a mountain with a bunch of pine trees. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to revisit it at some point, um, because of the Grand Prix, I'm going to be down there tomorrow for something, and then I'm going to be there all day Sunday, and so I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to like do anything with it on Sunday, but 
I think I'm going to try to fix it. I'm going to look at the picture. I think I might try to maybe, you know, do something more with it. Try to make it more like the picture. Maybe try to make it look more like Mount Rainier. But um, I just, I can't, for some reason in my first painting, I was able to make the mountains look really far away. And in this picture, my mom said, I mean, Rainier is really far away. And every every mountain I've painted since looks like it's right up in your face. It's just too bold. And I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. And maybe I just need to watch, what's his name, Bob Ross a little bit and just figure out what I'm what what changed between my first painting and now. So my idea was I bought two canvases today. I was going to paint Mount Rainier in one and I was going to paint Crater Lake in the other to have like uh paintings of my mom's trip, you know. And um and I was at the container store today and I got a great massage today. My neck is feeling wonderful. Um I had a different uh massage therapist today and she was very good. And um uh, the container store is right there by where I get these uh, uh, massages. And I was thinking, you know, my, my paints and brushes are just all over the the place. So I thought I need something to hold them. And I'm just, I'm literally standing for a half hour just staring at more containers. Of course, it's the container store, but more containers than you can ever imagine. I have, I have no idea. Like, m- my eyes are crossed Luckily, this lady came up to me and said, can I help you? And I was like, please, it's not help at this point. It's saved. You have to save me because I have no idea what I'm even looking at at this point. And she totally helped me out. Totally helped me out. Said, I said, I have brushes and I have oil paints. She was like this and then this, this, and this. And I was like, yes, do it. Wrap it up. If it fits, it ships. Let's roll. And then I painted this painting today. And I hate it. I really hate all of them except for the first one. And even the first one, I don't like 100% of it. And it's very frustrating because, um, you know, the paints are expensive. Canvases aren't free. And um, I spent all this time on it today. And I really wanted it to be nice and look like this picture. And it looks nothing like the picture. And um, I really hate it. I really hate it. But I think that's kind of like the process, you know. I'm sure to someone else it probably looks pretty good. But to me, I'm like, I just, I don't like it. The mountain doesn't look far enough away. It's too big. It needs to be smaller. Uh, the only thing I like is the color blue of the sky. I'm able to use this phthalo blue with a combination of soft mixing white and get this just this gorgeous blue color for the sky. Just so deep. I mean, it's really amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at the pine trees. I'm not phenomenal yet. They look all little, they don't look natural yet, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little better at the pine trees, but I'm trying to get, I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, make this, make this painting look a little more like there's depth and I'm just going to mess with it. You know, I even thought about, I tried to paint a painting of um, our lake, right? And I'm thinking about, and I hate it. I mean, it's awful. And I'm thinking about just like painting over it. Basically, just like kind of like redoing it, like putting it back on the easel and just kind of taking some paint and just kind of redoing it and seeing, because hey, at the end of the day, these these aren't Picassos. These aren't worth it. It's not like, it's not like, oh, you can't paint over this precious painting that you did two weeks ago of the lake. You know, I mean, they don't mean anything. They're just, they're just me having, you know, putting like I've always wanted to paint like my entire life it's been I've been able to draw cartoon um, use charcoal use pastels you name it but painting is a whole different thing and I think I really need to like take lessons in the time that I have of course which is zero but um, I'm just kind of doing it you know and that and that's what you got to do sometimes throw some stuff up on the canvas and just put some paints on the brush and like see what happens basically but th- this one of Mount Rainier I'm not a huge fan of um when I get a chance I'm gonna try to change it a little bit and maybe make give it some more depth and make it look more like the picture now Crater Lake's gonna be a whole a whole different thing I have no idea if I'm able to paint Crater Lake um I, I have no kind of concept of how to even start it but I think I'm just gonna go for it 
I think I think that's kind of like the moral of the story with me is I'm just going to kind of go for it. And I mean, I just wish I would have made the the mountain in this painting like just smaller. Like I really wish it was just a little smaller and it would have given some depth, you know, like wow, you like we're here on this ledge or on this not ledge but like path cuz like the picture's like a path with some pine trees and the Mount Rainier is way in the background. Way in the background. That's a high mountain. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can manipulate it in some way where I can make it look far away. But then who knows about Crater Lake? I just thought they'd be cool. Like, because I was kind of painting the same painting over and over again, trying to like recreate it. The same mountain and water and pine tree landscape Bob Ross kind of painting. I was trying to do it over and over again to try to, you know, get comfortable with making the trees and the mountains. My first mountains are awesome. The first ones I ever made are fucking awesome. I wish I could just copy and paste them into every other painting. Since then, my mountains blow. I, I, I really don't like them. They're too much paint. They're too dark. They're too white. I don't know what to say, but I, I just, they're not, and I, I think I just have to watch the video again and just paint it again following Bob Ross. But anyway, so um, things have been pretty slow this month. I have a big announcement about uh, my my new job is that um, I, uh, I, I was salesman of the month for the month of June. This is something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I've always wanted to sell the most cars on my team. And I finally did it. And I think, though, it was at the cost of July because basically I had I just I just basically sold a car every day for like the first two weeks of June and it put me way ahead. So I just kind of kept pushing and just kept exhausting my CRM, my contacts and exhausting, you know, people I've been talking to since I started in March and just kept pushing and pushing, and I just kind of, you know, squeezed it all dry. I didn't really, I didn't sandbag anything, which means move maybe a deal that could go in June into July just because, you know, you've already made enough money for June, though, you know, there's never enough, but it's kind of like, you know, spread it out a little bit, make, a, you know what I mean? And uh, like, you know, there you might have two or three deals at the end of June where, you know, why, why push them through? You've already had a good month. Instead of pushing them through, because you know when you push them through, you make mistakes, things happen, and uh, it's un you get unhappy customers, unhappy uh, managers, etc. When you're just trying to push things through to get like more money and stuff, when just bop it over to the next next month to help build your like next month. But I've never been salesman of the month before, and I've always wanted to do it. So I kind of you know did something where I kind of just exhausted all of my. Um, all of my uh, sales and contacts and just kind of pushed everything through. But, um, I, and I, you know what, and you know what's funny, I wasn't even there for like the announcement, you know, because like they, they, they announce it, they have a big meeting and it's like, all right, we had a great June, everybody, uh, salesman of the month for Rover Jaguar so-and-so, you know, tech of the month for Volvo, tech of the month for Rover, and then salesman of the month for um, Volvo, and they announce your name, and you get a little, and you get like a, like a certificate and like a gift card, and what happened was I got to work, and I knew it was the day they were going to announce it, and I, I actually didn't know if I was going to get it. I heard I was, but, you know, at the end of the month, you have to wait for the smoke to clear, because... There, there are rules about you know when the car can count and when it can't, when accounting has to have this in and that in, you know approvals by banks, etc. You kind of have to wait for the smoke to clear. And you said, hey, because actually I sold twenty two cars in June, quote unquote twenty two. I got twenty two commitments, but only nineteen were actually delivered out and stamped for June. So I did, I guess I did have a few roll over, but it wasn't because, it wasn't on purpose. It was, the vehicles weren't here yet. Like three were moved because I, I couldn't deliver them. I, I don't have the vehicles yet. They're they're allocated. They they are on the way. 
So I had 22 commitments, but 19 come through. So someone could have had 25 commitments, but only 18 went through or 17. I don't know who the next person in line was. I thought we we actually tied. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. I really have no idea. But um, I, I missed the announcement because I'm a, a person came in to look at a car and I took them as a new guest. I ended up selling them a car that that day. So hear your name get called or sell a car. Uh, I'll sell a car <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. I got my gift card and my piece of my certificate and I it's more for me. I've always wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, someone asked me when I first worked there, someone uh, uh, pretty high up in the company, they they we had this exercise where it was like, you know, what are your personal goals? What are your professional goals? And and I kind of when I was uh, talking about my professional goals, I um, I have a lot of professional goals because I uh, kind of am, I'm in two professions um, in a way, opera and in the uh, card business. And I have my goals in opera, but for this, I thought, let's just, you know, keep the goals kind of uh, geared towards the automobile industry. And, you know, and my goal was, and maybe, I don't know if this was right or wrong, but there are no right or wrongs. This was my goal. My goal was to be the, to be the top salesman, was to be salesman of the, of the month. And I did up my fourth month there. And I feel like this kind of, you know, I was talk, talking to someone about this and no matter what you do, there's always kind of like the ultimate, right? There's kind of like the goal, you know? When I started shooting, the first goal, after you learn the, the, the techniques, the fundamentals, how to hold the gun, shoot the gun, hit a bird, you know, how to load, unload, all that stuff. I'm talking about once you're comfortable with everything. Your first goal is to get 25 straight. Now, when you compete for real, you have to be able to shoot 100 straight. But I'm talking about your first goal. Because you can't run before you walk. You got to walk first. So if shooting 100 is running, first you got to walk. So first you got to shoot 25 in a row. It took me forever. Months and months and months of grinding and practicing. And that's really what I feel like with this Salesman of the Month. I wanted to get that 25 straight to prove to myself and to justify to myself the time and effort that I've put in. And the 25 phone calls a day, the going in on my day off, you know, all of that stuff. Is it worth it? Yes, because I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I achieved my goal, which was salesman of the month. Will I ever do it again? Doesn't really matter to me, to be completely honest. As long as I'm making money and selling cars, I've just, I just wanted to do it once. I wanted to get 25 straight. And I'll never forget it. I was shooting alone. I was at the club. And no one was there. Because, you know, back then I was shooting. If we were open 11 to 4, I was there 11 to 4. Noon to 5, I was there like noon to 5. It's all I, it's all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to shoot and shoot and shoot and get better and better and better. And I was there alone because people don't usually show up at 11 or whatever it was. Take out, I was, I was shooting my Beretta 682 Gold E, sporting clays gun. And I was there with Walt, the guy who runs the shooting lodge. I called pool 25 times and didn't miss one of the, one of the birds. I put my gun on the ground in the glass, or I'm sorry, in the grass raised my hands above my head and was like, finally. Because then the, 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 the pressure is off. The, it's the moment of all this time, money, whatever, was worth it. Because I did it. I proved it to myself. I proved it to everyone. Whether it's the 25 straight or most cars out, per month and I did it 
And I'm just happy because you know what? It's I'm not the greatest. I'm not better than anyone. Because every month it's someone different from, you know, since I've been there. It hasn't been the same. Per- it's not like it was the same person the whole time since I've been there. It's been different people. And this month I happened to do it. And I was, it's just like one of those stuff there, you know, great. And I hope I do it again. That, that'd be nice. But it's just, it's, it, I feel good about it. I'm going to be honest. I feel good about it. I did it. And that's what I wanted to do. And now July is kind of like, you know, I, it's like I'm kind of hung over. You know, I geared up for 100 shows. Now I'm at 101. I hit the ground running in March when I started there. And I pushed and pushed and I called and I called. I took every up I could. I picked up every phone call I could. And I just pushed. And I, with the shows, no matter what, every Friday a show was coming out and that was it. And it's like, now I'm like, I kind of want to take like a vacation. I really, I actually thought about it. I thought about maybe not doing a show for a while. I thought maybe I should get rid of this like every Friday. Maybe I should just do it when I have time and feel like it. But you know what will happen? A month will go by and there won't be a show. You know what I realized today? I'm going to be honest. I'm sitting at my, my computer. Um... We had a contest at work, and uh, I won a little extra money, so I was doing a, uh, I forgot to go to the bank today while I was running around, so I did like the mobile um, deposit, so I was on my bank account's website, and I realized, I'm like, I got bills to pay, you know, and I was, I'm like, God damn it, I've just been so busy, I got fucking bills to pay, you know, I, I, I I gotta get on this shit. They're technically late, but it doesn't really matter. They're not late till it's like 30 days. You know, that's actually what's interesting is working in the car business. I've learned a lot about that. When is it really, when is a bill really considered late? I mean, it's really 30 days. Like that's when, I mean, if you haven't paid your bill by the next time your bill comes around, that's really when it matters. You're a few days late. It's, you know, maybe, maybe the company might charge you a little something, but as far as your credit score and everything, you know, as long as you pay, you know, within 30 days, you're, you're all good. But, um, but yeah, so it's kind of like one of those things where you, you, I, I got to stay on top of it. You know what I mean? Like if, if I just said, ah, I'm only going to do a show, you know, when I feel like it, a month is going to go by and there's not going to be any shows. So we're still going to do like every Friday. Um, I don't think I'm going to really change anything about the format of the show uh, moving forward. Uh, it's just going to be a lot more advertising and a lot more kind of, you know, getting people beyond uh, my friends listening to the show. Um, and I just I would love to just open, open, open it up to so many more people. So, you know, if you know anyone who might enjoy it, you know, please, like, tell them, you know, listen to the show. You know, get, get people tuning in. Maybe I got to make more you know, YouTube videos or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. What do you think? Remember, we have a website, tmpspodcast.com. We got Facebook. Please go to the Facebook page. Uh, check out the fa- facebook.com slash tmpsofficial. We have a Twitter at tmpsofficial. We have Instagram at tmpsofficial. Okay. Uh, email us, the Michael Pinchak show at gmail.com. There's so many options. Like, I, I probably, there's probably too many options to be like completely honest. There are so many ways to listen to and contact this show. And I really hope that, you know, people join me for the next 100. And I thank everyone who, you know, was part of. The previous 100. Well, I think that's all for today. It's a short show. I really don't have a lot lot to say. But I thought if I don't record something tonight, I'm not sure if there's going to be something tomorrow. And there's really nothing new. Salesman of the Month painted another painting. Hung out with, with the Big Dipper a couple more times. We got the Grand Prix this weekend. Please come and see me. 
I will be at the Ray Hall tent all day Saturday. It's going to be, you know, really big. Ton Alex, my, my buddy Alex King, who was a co-host of one of the shows, one of the very earliest shows, is going to be back in Pittsburgh. He's going to come visit me. Please come out. You know, if you need anything from Ray Hall from Volvo, come on down and see me. Help me be salesman of the month for July. How about that? Come on. Let's roll. Everyone needs. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? I forgot about something. We took a Tesla in on trade. Okay. And we were going to think just like auction it. Because what are we going to do with, with a Tesla? We can't charge it. We really can't do anything like with it. I mean, uh, you know, if someone wants to buy it, there's a Tesla dealership literally up the road. I'm not sure if there was any conversation with them. But I got a phone call on it. Some guy called and was like, hey, you have this, uh, um, you know, you know, you have this, um, uh, this, this Tesla that I want and I have a trade. And I was like, what's the trade? 1969 classic car. And I'm like, you really can't trade that. But anyway, he's, he had a few questions. And one of the questions was, what's the mileage with a full charge? So I jumped in this Tesla and I drove around the Wexford area looking for a charging station. I even had them on on the phone. I even called the Tesla store and was like, where do I charge this thing? I kind of made it sound like I, I owned it, like, like it was my car. Like maybe I, I just bought it and was a complete idiot and didn't know like what to do. It actually has an adapter that works with the Volvo charging station, but it doesn't work. Like it wouldn't charge the car. So I abandoned that. Then I found a pay charging station. Again, Tesla has their own charging thing, so I wasn't able to use that, plus I wasn't going to pay. And so I called up Tesla, and they said, you know, there's a supercharging station in Wexford. I found it. It's at a Sheets gas station, and it's just a line of Tesla charging stations. It's totally free, which blows my mind. And I just backed in, plugged it in, you know, got some lunch. And just hung out at the sheets waiting for it to charge. But here's the deal. The guy wanted to know what was 100% charge. Well, I had no idea that on a Tesla, you can adjust how much you want the car to charge. So if you only want it to charge 80% for whatever reason, you can set it to, you can just like move the little arrow and move the line. I didn't realize that the line was set to like 90%. So I'm waiting at the sheets, waiting at the sheets. I mean, I can't be sitting at a sheets all day. I got to go back to the dealership. I, I, I walk to the car, and I'm not the only one there. The, the, the charging stations were full. I'm actually kind of surprised how many people have, have Teslas, but, but they do. Someone has to be, be driving them. And it said charge complete. I jumped in because I want to go back to the dealership to do some other work, and I realized it only charged 90%. I sent the guy a picture and said, listen, man, I just, I couldn't, I had to get back to the dealership. This is about 90%. Luckily, he said that is sufficient. But I'm driving this, this Tesla, and I don't know if anyone's been in one. There are no buttons. Everything's on the giant screen. There's no ignition button. Like, there's no start-stop button. It just turns on when your ass hits the seat. It turns off as soon as you get up and close the door and lock it. The, the, the key looks like a car, but it has three buttons, but there's no insignias. There's no symbols. It's just when you click on the hood, the hood opens. When you click on the back of the key, which is the trunk, the trunk opens. In the middle is the lock and unlock. And it, I mean... Basically, I grabbed the keys out of the key keeper. I go up to this Tesla, and it it was like alien technology. I, the, in the charging port, this is nuts. So a Volvo plug-in hybrid has an inlet in the front of the car that looks like the, a door for where you, you know, 
put in gas. So it has it has the one in the back, the fuel door. Then there's one in the front, which is the electric uh, plug door. On a Tesla, they did something very interesting. One of the lights, okay, in the back, like kind of like a side light, pops open, and that's where the charging thing is. So there's no quote unquote fuel door. There's no like charging door. It's integrated into the vehicle. So it doesn't look like there's any way to charge it. I didn't know that. I had two lot attendants helping me with just opening the car and figuring out where the charge port was. I wasn't even driving it yet. Well, then I get in the thing. They don't know how to turn it on. It has the same buttons and controls as a Mercedes-Benz. So I, I knew how to use all of those. I think they just took them from Mercedes. I'm assuming that they just borrowed them from Mercedes-Benz or whoever they used because it was the same exact buttons. So I don't even know if the car's on. I just put it in drive and it just goes. I'm like, okay, I guess there's, there's, no, there's no button. And the one thing I hate, and I don't know how anyone could drive one of these cars, is the forced deceleration slash braking when your foot is off of the accelerator. It is extremely annoying. The car has no coasting ability. It has it just forcibly decelerates and I guess brakes. It's very bizarre. I know braking, because um, Volvo's as well, braking is what charges the battery. I don't know if this is a component or like a feature that you can turn on. I heard that you can't turn it off, but it basically is a way for the car to always kind of adding charge to the vehicle. Um, it, it is very fast because it's instant power. You know, there's no engine or anything, which is so weird because the battery apparently is the whole floor of the car. And then it has two trunks. It has the trunk in the back and then the trunk in the hood. And you know, people, you know, it's funny because I, I, I took a picture of the steering wheel with the Tesla symbol and I said, Pappy's new ride on Facebook. Everyone believed me. They thought I actually had bought a Tesla, <coughs> which I, I wouldn't do. If I bought a car, it would be a, uh, a uh, Volvo because I sell Volvos and that's what I would, I would want to own. But... People believed me and like they gave me all kind of stuff. They were talking to me, giving me shit about it. They were like saying, hey, there's charging stations here, there and everywhere. And, uh, you know, why'd you buy a Tesla if you sell Volvos and all this and the other? And I can't believe people actually believed me that I had purchased a Tesla, which I, I didn't. It was just a joke. I was because I, I was riding around like all day in this thing trying to charge it. And I thought, I I'm going to run out of charge by the time I actually find a charging station. But here's the deal. We actually plugged it in at the dealership, right? So. The Volvo charging port wouldn't work, but it does have the ability to just plug into the wall. Now, I would say plugging it into the wall is for emergency purposes only because it was charging at three miles an hour. When I took it to the supercharger, it was charging at 250 miles an hour. So you could basically sit at the sheets for an hour and have a fully charged vehicle. You know, or a half hour, you know, do do your thing, eat some lunch and, you know, or 10 minutes, you'd still have a lot more than three miles on it. I, I couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, there's no way I am going to wait two days for this thing to fully charge or whatever, however long it would take. So I just jumped in it because I thought I, I want to sell it now taken in his classic car. I don't know what we're going to do about that. Um, I think. They're really contingent on each other. I think he needs to sell that to finance the the purchase of the of the Tesla. Um, I hope it goes through. I don't know if we could take it in though. It's a cool looking car. I saw a bunch of pictures. Blue on blue. I'm thinking I might buy it if I had the dough. I would totally buy it. After paying bills today, I don't got any money. I'm like I'm really on a fixed income. I'm actually kind of concerned. I moved a bunch of money into my savings. And then I was kind of going through some stuff and I moved it directly back in like 10 minutes. Like, no, I, I, I need that. I got to pay bills. I, I can't move that into savings. I was like, wow, look at all, all that money I have in my savings account. And then I was like, fuck. Cart before the horse, moved move, move it back so I could pay some bills. But hey, luckily when all their accounts are synced, it just moves back like instantly. 
So that that's kind of nice. But uh, but anyway, um, you know, I was thinking about you know because you know I was going through like like the old shows, and I used to do this like news guy. And I was I was thinking about it, and I'm on the Drudge Report because you know I'm a conservative uh, right right wing fellow. And, um, you know, I don't know, <sighs> you know, D- Donald Trump's in the United Kingdom and UK trumped. I-, I don't know what's going on. Um, the US trade deal is off. She messed up, may messed up Brexit. Um, I don't know. See, this is the thing. I would love to talk about this stuff, current events and all this and, what Trump's doing and not doing, and it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't have that, that like, burning anymore. I mean, I think the Democrats and Libs, are, they're not, as long as they're um, electing these socialists, they're just going to continue to lose. As long as they support um, that whatever 13, those, those gang members... And murder. As long as they support them over the American people, they're going to lose. So I'm not really worried about them. As long as Nancy Pelosi's in charge, they're going to lose. As long as Chuck Schumer's in charge, they're they're going to lose. So in a way, I'm not that worried about it. I mean, Stormy Daniels, she's stripping at strip clubs. She gets arrested. I don't know. They say it's political. I don't know. I I heard she was going to be in Pittsburgh. I thought about wearing my Make America Great Great Again hat and going to see her perform. I didn't. I don't know if she's been here yet. I don't I don't really care. Charges dropped apparently according to this. John Travolta is in this John Gotti movie. Worst opening box office of, of his career. I don't care. I'm just looking at all these headlines thinking what what can I talk about? You know, like like what interests me? Tim Tebow's playing baseball. What an idiot. LeBron James is going to the Lakers. What a douchebag. I don't want to talk about these people. I don't care about, about them. You know, look look at Melania. Look how gorgeous she looks in that dress. She is classy. She's very classy. Very, very beautiful woman. Very well dressed. Let me see. Donald Trump in a tuxedo, looking good. With Theresa May in England. God, I can't believe he's president. I still can't believe it. And I voted for him twice. It's like bizarro world. It's like we're living in like a bizarro world. It's really weird. It's really, really strange. But in a way... It's probably what we needed. It's what the world needed. A little kick in the ass. A little shake. They needed to be trumped. Like, you know what I mean? They needed, they needed Trump to just, like, come in and just, just, just say, fuck it. I don't give any fucks. Like, zero fucks. Like, this is how many fucks he gives. None. See, I dropped my, my pen. Zero. I'm going to do it again. No fucks. Look how gorgeous Milani is. I wish I could show you this Facebook Live. Go on the Drudge Report, the only place to get news. Look how gorgeous. All right, well, I've run out of things to talk about. 50-minute show, whatever. It's all good. Thanks for listening. TMPS 101. It's now, we're starting a whole new, a whole new era of the TMPS. The first 100 shows are behind, are behind us. Salesman of the Month for June is your host. That's behind me now. You know, when I went shooting the other day, I shot like 24 out of 25. I still got it. There's no rust on me. It's like riding a bike, people. Once you can, sh- once you can shoot a shotgun competitively in a skeet kind of situation, you, I haven't shot in six months. And I went and shot 24 like out of 25. What did I miss? What the fuck did I miss? I missed high five. High house station five. Okay, so my first round was was crap. But I never count my first round because it's like, uh, okay, I got to get back into it. I haven't shot in a while. You know what I mean? 
Second round, 24 out of out of 25. I missed high. I missed Station Five High House. Station Five High House has always been an issue for me because of the angle of the shot. And I like to shoot quick and early. And um, actually, this 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 girl on Bumble wants to skeet shoot. So I'm gonna hopefully maybe our first date will be going uh, skeet shooting. If we ever get out, um, I'm on a date. I've been trying to chat with some Bumble girls, try to get some stuff going. You know what I mean? Try to get some some pappy flow out there. So, you know, I mean, get some you know, girls. I mean, been busy with work, trying to get some stuff going with the ladies, hitting up Bumble a little bit. But um, so I like to shoot fast and early. But on station five, you have to wait for the bird to get at least two or past the uh, center post. And for me, that's like an eternity because like I can call pull and shoot the bird, pull, bang. Like that's if I'm shooting, you're going to hear me say pull and then bang because I like to shoot things quick and fat because it's, it's the best way to do it. If you wait too long, it, you're running the risk. You're, there's there's it's too far away. Your shot pattern is way too wide or way too skinny. You got to figure out where that sweet spot is. And it's 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 right there's like a so when you learn how to shoot when you really uh, focus on the fundamentals of shooting uh, skeet and um, you really learn um, they'll tell you that you have the center post and above the center post there's a box there's there's a, a window and it, you want to shoot the birds in that window when they're going in and out of the window so you always so if you shoot a double you want to go bang bang so you want to shoot into the window and then out as it moves out um, 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 of the window station five it for me it feels like an hour before that bird hits the window so i have to focus and i'm going around i'm shooting straight i'm like, gonna get 25 straight i haven't shot in six months i'm the king w whatever right well here comes station five high house i'm a cocky bastard and I shoot way too early, and I miss it, and I nail it on the um, on the mulligan. Um, but uh, I got a twenty, and then I I don't know. I think we stopped. It was so hot, it was so incredibly hot. I think I think we shot a five stand, which I mean I'm not that great at five stand. It's it's a goofy game. The there are way the the five stand is something that, that you really have to practice. You have to practice at that five stand. Like not every five stand is the same. So like for me to be good at, at the five stand at my shooting, like, like, like where I shoot, I would have to shoot it a lot to get used to the how those birds fly because it's not going to be remotely the same leads and feel as skeet birds. It's going to be very different. Skeet, skeet is the art of shooting the same thing over and over and over again the same way and never missing. And that's what I love about it. I don't like trap shooting. I think it's boring. Um, I've never been a fan of it. Um, I'll shoot it because I'm good at it because it's easy. Where trap shooters will say skeet is easy and boring. Um, there's this very weird divide uh, between trap shooters and skeet shooters. I'm a skeet shooter and always have been. I find the game to be much more exciting and dynamic. And I also love the challenge of shooting the same way every single time every time you're at station two high bird single you have to shoot it the same way every single time same hold point same eye position same foot position same body position same way of calling pool same movement same place to shoot it in the sky because what you want to do because then you have to shoot a double but you want to shoot that same so, – so when you shoot the single high and then the high bird within the double, you don't want them to be two different shots. And that's also a very hard concept because when I shoot my, two, my station two low bird single, is it the same shot as my station two low bird double? I don't know. Probably not. I probably shoot – the low bird single much sooner than the low bird double. So the goal is to have someone, a coach, a teacher, just like with singing, just like with anything, just like with selling cars. My managers are my teachers. I'm learning every single day. I'm learning new stuff every day, all the time, because that's what you do. And so it's like, 
you have to have someone standing behind you saying, all right, Mike, on the single, you shoot it three feet before the center stake. But on the double, you shoot it three feet after. So why not on the single, move your hold point closer to the stake, and then when it gets to three feet beyond the stake, pull the trigger and shoot it. It's on your side of the field now, which you should always shoot as the bird is entering your side of the field because your pattern is optimal above the stake in the center of the field. It is too narrow the closer you get to the houses and the angle is wrong. The angle is at, at a point where the bird is actually ahead of you and because, okay, this is my favorite. This changed my life. This, this phrase changed my life when someone told me this. It's not about shooting the bird. It's about having the bird fly into your pattern, which is the BBs. And I thought, oh, my God, that is skeet shooting and, and trap shooting uh, for that matter. Though I feel trap shooting is a lot more kind of shooting at the bird, but there are some angled shots where you really have to lead it. And so the whole point is that when you're moving the gun and you shoot and you pull the trigger, your pattern is flying out into the air. It's in a ball. And then it, it expands. And then your motion of the gun spreads the pattern in the air. And the goal is to throw the 300, say 12 gauge, 300 and some odd BBs into the air and have the bird fly into it. That's the goal of skeet shooting. You're never, except for low house seven, you're never actually shooting at the clay pigeon. That is skeet shooting. The point is to put the pattern in the sky at a, point, at a place where the bird will fly into it and explode. Once you understand that concept, that... You know, you don't aim a shotgun. You, you, you point and move. A sh the shotgun has to be moving. If you call pull, move your arms, stop, and then pull the trigger, you are, you are going to miss. If you watch me shoot, my gun is always in motion. Pull, motion, motion, pull the trigger, motion, motion, done. And as, as I'm pulling the trigger and moving the gun in a very fluid motion... The BBs are sprayed in the air, and the clay pigeon slams into them and shatters. When that concept clicked in my mind, it changed my whole game. That you're not, your goal is not to shoot at the bird. It is to put the BBs in a position where the bird flies into the pattern. Very important. It is a concept that if you want to be a successful skeet shooter, you must understand. Plus fundamentals. Why can I walk in after six months and my second round get 24 out of 25? Fundamentals. And this is the same for anything. In, 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 a, in, a, in a car deal, there are, there's the road to the sale. Fundamentals. Meet and greet. Needs analysis. You know, car selection presentation. Demo ride. Soft close. Or I'm not a soft close, a trial close. My favorite trial close is after the test drive. If it's a couple... So are we going to register the car in one name or, or both? Well, all of a sudden, if you say that to them after the test drive, are we going to register the car in one name or both? All of a sudden, it becomes real. All of a sudden, you, you've taken them to buying the car, and that's where you hear the truth. Ah, uh, we're, we're, we're not buying anything today. Or, well, we'd probably do it in both names. Oh, well, that, that, oh, both names. Well, let's go inside and talk about it. And, uh, you know, those are fundamentals of, of a car sale. Okay. Th those are fu the fundamentals of shooting feet in the same place, belly towards the low house. Okay. You go up from the center post, move over to your hold point, eyes halfway between the hold point and the house, call, pull, follow the bird, line up, fall, shoot, pull, keep, keep the, pull the trigger, keep the gun moving, and the, and the bird's gone fundamentals fundamental because if i go to station two and my feet are in a different position how do you expect me to hit the bird 10 out, 10 out of 10 times everything has to be the same the same every car deal it has to be the same needs analysis pre-state demo ride trial close but be hard close i once asked a guy are you buying buying a car today 
Are you going to buy this car today? It is my job to sell cars. I should not be afraid to ask for the sale. It's a very hard concept and very hard to do. It took me a long time to figure out how to do it. How to just say to someone, are you buying the car today? Now, maybe not in that phrase phrase there. Maybe it's a little more nuanced or it depends on the situation. But at the end of the day, my question is, are you going to buy the car today? Because that's my job. You know, that, that's what I do. You cannot be afraid to ask for the sale, you know, but that's, it's, it's a very interesting concept and I've talked way too long now, but it turn, I see, I, I start getting excited. I like that about the show. I start getting excited and the show starts to move. I wish Jason was here, but we got a lot going on this weekend. The vintage grand prix is this huge event. All the dealerships descend upon it. I'm sure he was doing something today for, um, uh, his company, and I'll be doing a lot tomorrow for mine and, and, and in the coming days. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to TMPS 101, the first show of the next batch of 100 shows, and we'll see you next week on the Michael Papinchak Show. For all your tailoring needs, head up to Chico Tailors at 133 West North Street, Butler, PA, 16001. Call them at 724-287-5814 Email them at info at chicotailors.com. Chico is spelled C-I-C-C-O. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment.